Hey y'all. Oh my gosh, it's so hot. All right, so I just left my um my psych psychiatric or psychological evaluation for the um, weight loss thing, and I, I I really didn't know what to expect. I've never seen a counselor like ever a therapist like none of that. Forty one years old, I've never so. Um, when I went in, um, first of all, like the offices, well, you know how they have the, what do you call it? Like the office buildings. And then the one office you're going to is like a suite. Like it's in a really nice area, nice and clean, an area with heavy traffic. But other than that, um, I don't even know if I can go the other way, but I'm just going to try. Because going back the other way is going to be too much traffic. We're going to find out today. Matter of fact, let's turn this GPS on just in case. So, yeah, I went in. And the guy, the doctor, he seemed, um, we're going the other way. I don't know what's back there, but it got to lead to the highway because I go that way when I'm going to the mall. I always think I know everything and be dead wrong, but we're going to see today. Um. So anyway, yeah. So he was a young guy, not too young, probably like about my age, I guess. Cute, cute little white guy, blue eyes. I mean, like crystal blue eyes. You know how some people have like those piercing eyes? That's just amazing how different people have different color eyes, and that's just crazy. Anyway, um, one thing I didn't like, and I don't like this period, especially from a man. I don't know, a long time ago. Oh, man, who told me that? A long time ago, I think it was me and my son. Oh, I wish I could remember, but anyway, I think either me or my son, no, it was just me. I don't know who this man was, but anyway, we did a handshake, and he called me out. He was like, when you give somebody a handshake, make sure it's a strong, steady handshake, because that shows that you mean business, you know, that you confident. And I always remembered that. So with my kids, my son and my daughter, I taught them that because the guy was like, when you give somebody a half-ass handshake, it's like he called it dead fish, a dead fish handshake. It's like you basically shaking a dead fish. And that's like the weirdest feeling ever. So he was like, it's very uncomfortable and it's almost gross. And I, I never thought about that before until... He was like, pay attention. Actually, I think we practiced it. We did like a strong handshake and then that dead fish handshake. And ever since then, I've always paid attention to how I shake people's hands. So when a, a man, you know what I'm saying, give you a handshake, it's just it just seemed like I, I expect it to be strong and, and sturdy. So this the doctor, when he shook my hand, it was a dead fish handshake. 
and it's so gross and it's even grosser coming from a man <laughs> so that man whoever it was that taught me that taught me something um but yeah so if y'all like pay attention when you shake somebody's hand make sure that handshake is solid especially at an interview because it shows confidence you know what i'm saying like hell yeah i got this motherfucker and shake every hand um so my son i I taught him like when you go handle your business you meeting people you give them a nice strong sturdy handshake you don't want to get them no dead fish ass handshake so that's like a running joke in our house but um the doctor he must not have ran up on the man that i ran up on oh look that must say medical marijuana certifications i know that's right i might need to double back medical marijuana certifications so what they give you the certificate and then you take it where like how this thing work i don't even know and how i just answer myself anyway and how that just caught my eye out of every store shop that was in that plaza that mug jumped out at me god trying to tell me something sure will i'm doubling back i'm gonna call them and find out what that's all about i might can do a little something before i leave how about that and then you know when you get the cali hunter it's green like go because they've been down for the cause so we definitely gonna see what that's about. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah, pay attention how you shake people's hand and how people shake your hand. It'll make a difference in your life. But yeah, so I ain't like that. When he did that, I was like, Ugh. cause it's the nastiest feeling. It feels so gross. But okay, so then we got like he was just going over because they give you like this pre-patient paperwork to fill out before you come and it's like i don't know about 10 pages long and uh you know it's asking you about suicidal thoughts depression stress what kind of work you do you know those type of questions and like your health um your your family history diabetes thyroid high blood pressure that type of stuff so i don't have really none of that so that part is always easy for me I actually come from a pretty healthy family. Um, and then, you know, doctors love to see that. So, yeah, I was like, no, honey, we ain't got none of that. So, this lane show moving faster. Oh, my God, look at the traffic. This Park Avenue. How this park? What the fuck? What's... Uh, Y'all, I don't know where the hell I am. But it say 295 and 17 that way. Maybe Park Avenue turn into something? Another one? Because I thought maybe this would be Roosevelt. Child, I don't know. We're going to find out. But it's a lot of traffic. That's why I would never move over here. It's always busy. Like, no matter what time of day. It's, three, it's barely 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It makes no sense for this traffic to look like it's 6 o'clock or 5 o'clock. Anyway, I'm going to be talking to y'all. Why is it so high? I'm going to be talking to y'all, so it's all good. So, yeah, so we went over that, and then he went into asking me about, um, you know, why I want to have the surgery. How long have I been thinking about having this surgery? 
So I basically told him like what the truth is. Like and I told y'all this is the heaviest I've been. I've gained 30 pounds. And I know y'all sick of hearing that shit. But 30 pounds since I moved here in 2015. So that's four years. That's a lot. That is a lot. And I was like, and I thought about this the other day. I did not used to be a stress eater. Like, I used to hear people all the time be like, oh, they be stressed out. They want um, a bucket of ice cream and bonbons and all that kind of stuff. I was never like that. Like, when I got stressed, I lost my appetite. I don't want to eat and I don't want to be bothered. That was me. But then when I got here, what brought on, like, I was fine when I got here, but it was taking a really long time for me to find a job. And even that didn't really stress me out because Tony was paying, like, the bills and stuff. So I wasn't super stressed, but I, I wanted to work. So found a job, and I was making good money. So that, that went away. But then when my aunt passed, that brought, you know, sadness and depression on. And it was like my family, we would go out to eat to celebrate my auntie. We would, you know, do potlucks and stuff like that. Or I don't know. It just seemed like we always comforted, comforted ourselves with food. And that never used to be me. So I got into that. And then with you know, just my job. I told him that too. My job, um, when I tell y'all it's hot, I'm talking about hot as bulls, balls, bull balls. Oh my gosh, it is so hot out here. But um, yeah, my job, man, not like when I'm out seeing clients. Man, that stomach go to growling. You pull into the first freaking. I just did it today. I just did it on my way to the doctor's appointment because I didn't eat lunch. And I was starving. Like, my stomach was in the back, like, in my back, like, all the way, like, hungry. And I just swung in the Taco Bell. And I don't eat Taco Bell like that, really. But. They didn't have a long line. I only had about 15 minutes. And that's that's what it was. And that's what happens. Because it's... I don't want to make excuses. I don't. Because when, when there's a will, there's a way. But it's so unpredictable. You can have your day planned out to the T. And I'd be damned if a phone call or email or text message and your shit all fucked up. It, it has gotten me to the point to where... I resent the job because I feel like it's counterproductive to my health. Although I'm in charge of my health and all that bullshit, but at the same time, it's my job, so I have to keep it moving. And But I also feel like it's been detrimental to my health, and that's what I told my doctor. Like, I love what I do. I love serving clients and shit like that, but this job has made me and I, I, while I'm saying this out loud, I feel like I'm making excuses and I'm really not trying to do that because I am very honest with myself. Like I said, 
where there's a will, there's a way. And whatever, whatever, you still can go to the gym. You have to sacrifice. I get that. But I'm just saying, if I had, say, a 73 desk job or some shit like that, I know clock in at 7, clock out at 3. Oh, shit. Clock in at 7, clock out at 3, and that's the end of that. So then I know I can go to... uh. The mall. I mean, the mall. Look at me. <laughs> I can go to uh, the gym at 3.30 and be done by so-and-so. In this field, you really can't predict. You really can't predict that kind of shit. So that's that's all I'm saying. It's just harder. Like, you really got to give 199%. And when you got so much other shit going on, you ain't going to give 199 and that's just the truth. And then, when your, what I've learned too, when your mental is not checked, it's harder to lose weight. It's harder to go to the gym, you know, because you, you kind of in a depressed state, like you don't, when you're going through things emotionally, you don't have the energy. Like, your mind, and Tony and I talk about this all the time. Your mind will be like, yeah, go to the gym. Yeah, you'll have a whole plan. Yeah, eat right this week. Yeah, meal plan. But when your mental not aligned with everything else, it's hard. It's a battle. It really is a battle to make yourself. And some people be like, it ain't that hard or Oh, whatever. You just make an excuse. Or, oh, you look at this bitch. Don't wave at me, motherfucker. You know, I bet y'all be like, she be cussing people out on the road all the time. It's in, I really don't what it is because I talk to y'all mostly in the car. So y'all just get it. But I ain't cuss nobody out on my way to my appointment. So I don't want y'all to think I just be tripping in the car. I really don't. But these motherfuckers do be trying me. Like he just did. Um, but yeah, y'all. When your mental ain't in check, and unless you've been through that shit, you really shouldn't be talking shit about nobody. You really shouldn't. I got stuff in my face. Um, I ain't, I ain't finished my lunch. But that's why I was telling that guy, the doctor, you know, when I get on the other side, because he asked me if I ever seen a counselor. I was like, no. He asked me if there's ever been um, trauma or abuse in my life. I told him, yeah. He asked me what. I told him. And so it made me emotional. And he asked me if I ever saw somebody. I told him no. And when he asked me why, I was like, well, I don't know. And then I realized I don't know what's in our answer. So I just told him, like, <clears throat> sometimes it's hard to talk to a stranger about some fucked up shit that has happened to you. You know, sometimes you don't be ready. You know, a different reason. Scared. You know, of having to face it. All that kind of shit. But 
I told him, you know, when I get on the other side, I do plan on seeing a counselor. You know, he was like, good. I think it'll be healthy for you. You can hit the reset button. You know, when you go through certain traumas or certain abuses in your life, like, you have to talk to somebody about it. And I know that now. Before, I just wasn't pro-counseling. I wasn't pro-therapist and all. I just wasn't. But I've come to realize that I need it. And I've been doing it my way for so long. I'm curious to see what they're going to say or have me do and, you know, how much of a better person I'm going to be on the other side. So, I'm ready for it. And I think it, counseling wouldn't work if you were forced to do it. I don't think you would be open, you know, to new ideas and open to share and things like that. I think you'll still be shut off and just going through the motions. And that's how I was before. And I was smart enough to know not to go and waste somebody's time, not to waste my time, money. But now I am in a place to where I'm open and ready, you know, to move on. So... He recommended it. Um, What else? So I got there at 2. It's what, 3.15. I left about 2.50. So I wasn't even there an hour. It was supposed to be a two-hour long, um, you know, session or appointment, whatever. But we was going through the stuff pretty fast. The only other thing that I had to do was a um, 165-question assessment. And that's basically for him to assess my mental health, basically. You know, they ask you the questions about, are you feeling suicidal? Are you having um, homicidal ideation? Um, You know how those questions be like, I don't feel good about myself, true or false. Um, No one loves me, true or false. I don't have a support system, true or false. I believe in God, true or false. It was 165 of those. And I did answer them, answered them, honestly, for the most part. But (laughs) I'm such a quirky person. Like, the first or, like, it was either the first or the second question was like, are you a dramatic person? I was going to be like, no, because I don't know if you asking me that because I just, you know, fluff up stories and stuff like that and because I want attention or something like that. Or am I just colorful? So I said true because I am dramatic. Like, I am so drama out. And it was asking questions like, basically, do you fluff up events to... uh make them basically like make them sound better and sometimes I do do that but I hit false because I don't want them to think that I'm schizophrenic or you know bipolar some shit like that like I'm not bitch I just I'm dramatic and I'm colorful so if it's boring I just might add a couple adjectives I ain't gonna be like 
we walked a hundred miles and we only walked a mile. But I will be like, we walked ten miles, and then the person be like, y'all didn't walk no fucking ten miles. I'll be like, no, we really didn't. But shit, it felt like it. See, that's me, my dramatic, my fluffing up. Them hoes, what they trying to find, be out there talking about. He walked in Walmart and shot up the whole place when he really just walked in the Florida department or the, not the Florida garden department. You know what I'm saying? Because you want to be on the news. See, that ain't me. Nah, I ain't finna go that far with it. Yeah, he put the gun in my head and told me to lay down when that man, I ain't even see him because I was way over in Lailway. See, that's what they looking for. I ain't one of them. So I wasn't finna answer that shit for real like that when I, I figured that's what the fuck they was looking for. So, And then one of the questions was, are you intentionally being dishonest answering these questions? And I was like, false. <laughs> so if they had cameras in there, they caught me laughing. She ain't paying attention, this whole right here. She already was finna run off the bridge. Now you finna run into the back of somebody. What are you doing? She trying to get something off the floor, the back seat. Girl, it could wait. Pull your ass over there to the gas station and do what you need to do before you fuck somebody's shit up. People act like they can't wait. And it's probably her cell phone because she probably was texting. And then drop the damn phone. Look, this hoe need to get from behind the wheel because something ain't right with her. But see how I just created that whole story. But she probably is texting for real and probably did drop the phone. Because what else could be that important that you about to run off the bridge and run in the back of somebody because you're trying to get something from out the back seat off the floor or whatever you digging for. <clears throat> anyway, let me stay back far from her because I don't have time for this shit. I don't. I don't have time for this. Dang, I got home kind of quick. But yeah, y'all. So that's how that went, child. It took me about 10 minutes to answer them damn questions. I was flying through them bitches. Plus, I get my parents' assessments. So I'm kind of familiar with that. But the guy was like, um, the doctor, he was like, this um, assessment is basically for me to let your doctor know if you're mentally fit for the program, you know, to lose weight, the surgery. And he was like, I don't try to basically block people from being, um, to have the surgery done because obviously, you know, they feel they need it or whatever. But he was like, I do get some crazies up in here and they, they ain't ready. They mental is all over the place. Not like being sad or depressed here and there, but like they really be on some crazy cuckoo shit. He was like, I don't see that for you. I don't foresee any problems, you know, with me passing you through. I was like, I hope not, because Tony Show was like, um, you better pass that psyche valve. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, you know I'm crazy. You already know that. You don't need no doctor to tell you that about me. Shit, bitch. But, um, nah, but that was it. That pretty much was it. Um, but you know what he did say? Because obviously he's in the field of human services. Anytime you're providing a service to the community, a client, you fall under that umbrella. So, 
when he asked me what I do under the umbrella of social work, I told him, you know, a parent and educator. And he was like, oh, wow, we need that. We definitely need that. And I was like, yeah, we do. So um, he was like, one thing about being in this field, we have to take care of ourselves. And we call it self-care. And I was like, I know. He was like, it's super important. Otherwise, you know, you'll get burned out or it'll really affect you. Because, you know, you're dealing with clients all day and that stuff can transpose. And I was like, you're right. You're right. But, honest to God, it's not enough PTO days for the type of work we do to, to allow you self-care. It's really not. I feel like it should be automatic once a week you get a day off or, you know, once a month you get a, a three-day whatever off um it's a lot and depending on what field you're in you could be exposed to a lot more than me you know i I, on my way to the appointment i actually was like no actually on my way to work i was just thinking in the car while i was riding that i don't think i want to deal with clients no more I, I'm my personal life and my 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 career life have gotten me to the point I'm just tired of being responsible for people. I am so tired of it. I don't wanna and that's just like my dog Prince. I'm not taking him with me because I just I'm tired of being responsible. I mean I do have a 14 year old daughter, Bree. But she's very mature, you know, she she take care of herself. So, of course, I got to do certain things, but for the most part, she good. So, I was like, I don't want no dog. I don't want no fish. I don't want nothing. I'm tired of worrying about other people. And that includes Prince, because he got like a toddler. So, yeah, I'm just, I don't want to do it no more. I don't. It's draining. It's exhausting. It's time consuming. It's just too much. It's too much. That's why I say, let me just clock in and clock out and take my ass home. I, I don't want to take this shit home with me. I don't need your laptop. I don't need your cell phone, bitch. I just want to clock in and clock the fuck out. So, if you're considering coming into this field, think long and hard. Volunteer. Like, say you wanted to be a Hubbard House advocate or something like that. Volunteer as an advocate. And see if you like it. Because, I'm over it, honey. I'm so over it. Especially when you care about people more than they care about themselves. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm tired of financially being responsible for for people. Emotionally, like, these clients blow up my phone left and right. I'm just tired of it, y'all, for real. 
I've never been so stressed out. Not to this capacity. It's just not worth it. And that's what you have to decide. It's just not worth it. So like you say, self-care, yeah, but shit. That's, you'll get that shit dumped right back on you and you right back there. And then you got to take another vacation. And it's just a cycle. I'm too young for this shit. If I was 60 or something like that, that might be different. But fuck that. I ain't got time for that shit. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do when I get over there. I really don't know. And I thought I'd look at this dumbass. Pull right out in front of the man. I'm telling you, these people break by the coast and then going two miles per hour. That's why when I get home, I stay in. He about to straight cause a whole accident. These people's driving out of their own business and you pull out in front of them. Now you be going like 40 miles. He pull out, he going like five. <laughs> People crazy, man. But, yeah, I don't know. It'll be awesome if I can find something in this field on the administrative side. I could do that. But I don't want no client contact. I don't want to deal with it no more. Maybe client contact where they got to come into my office and meet with me, say, once a week for whatever, whatever. But me going, chasing them, me calling them, me. They say, if you, you, we schedule your appointment, you either show up or you don't. After three missed or three canceled, we're done. Some shit like that I could probably do. But what I do now, mm-mm. I'm over it. So, yeah, but I did tell him, you know, I'm going to take six to nine months off, probably stretch it to a year. And then, um, you know, that's hit me hitting the reset button and then jump back out there. He was like, that's a great idea. And, you know, I told him I'm, I'm grateful that I, I have the opportunity to do that because not many people. Oh, excuse me. Not many people can quit their job. And take time off like that. Oh, shit. You know, not many people can do that. So I'm definitely appreciative. Well, get your ass out the street. You think you're too cool for school. Shit, get the hell on. Yeah. Y'all don't even know how to... Cutting the umbilical cord, baby. Not very responsible for you no more. You don't even know how that feels. I'm just counting down the days. Counting down the days, honey. We home. We made it. I ain't do too bad cussing nobody out. I don't know how these people be at this pool. 100 degrees. And they wonder why they get in their 40s. Well, really their 30s, late 20s. And they look 90 years old. 
That son done beat the shit out of their ass. And they don't care. They just be like, well, I look good for the moment. But then, you know, you be, you look older than you really are. Mm-mm, I want to preserve all of this, honey. You ain't going to catch me and nobody's son. Not for no uh, leisure purposes. Hell no. Well, anyway, y'all, that's all I got. Um, I'll be back, but in the meantime, between time, be you. Oh, you know what? Before I say that, remember I told y'all I was going to do a hot pink milk. <laughs> I thought I was going to do a hot pink milk, honey. You know, I, I told y'all I buy the Ruby Kisses, um, lipstick, the matte one. For some reason... I got two pinks. One is like a baby, they call it like a baby doll pink and Barbie pink or whatever. I got two, <clears throat> but they different colors, but they similar. I mean, they different names. Like, so say one is Barbie pink and the other one might be baby doll pink, but they very similar to each other in color. Um, both of them holes stop working. Like, Ruby Kisses, if you ever use their lipstick, it goes on smooth. Even though it's matte, it goes on creamy and smooth. Not those two. For whatever reason, they, and they not, I mean, I've had them probably a year. But my other one, ooh, I need to take a nap. My other ones that I got before those still work just fine but those two pink ones for some reason when i put them on they mm -mm, they it's like they expired or it ain't the same i tried wiping the tip off and using it no you know i just thought about i'm probably gonna cut a chunk of it off and see if that if that helps if not i gotta get new pink lipstick which i just found that so strange so i went with like a plum a berry berry plum color it wasn't popping like i like um like i wanted i mean i love this color it's pretty on me but i wanted something vibrant popping so yeah thought i'd let y'all know that so watch your lipsticks because you don't want to waste them and I probably just took too long, I guess, to use them. I don't know. But if breaking them off a little bit don't help, I'm going to just buy, buy another one. But, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, y'all. Be you. Am I saying that right? Yeah, be you. Be beautiful. Be blessed. Be a blessing. Be mindful. And most importantly, y'all, be aware. Until next time. Bye-bye.